Welcome back to Made in March. Today is Wednesday, December 15th in Made in March Nation. We have to apologize. It's been, what, probably almost two weeks since we've last recorded, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. It's, it's been a minute. We like to, you know, in the beginning of the day, we like to give you an episode once a week minimum, but... We are all college students, and I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but finals has been getting to me lately. It's getting so hot. It's, get, it's getting hot. It's getting so, real. So we've, we've carved out a time here. It's been a while, but uh, we have a lot to recap in the college basketball world. Um, we're not going to recap all two weeks of games. We'll probably start like a week ago, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't want to waste your time with irrelevant games from two weeks ago, especially between like unranked teams. But do we want to start out with this week's A people? Because I know last time we recorded, who was number one? I think it was like... Duke, probably. It was Duke, Duke but then like we knew Purdue we was going to be ranked. Yes, we knew Purdue was going to probably be because Duke had lost to Ohio State. Um, and we knew Purdue was going to be one, which they were in that in that next uh, week's A people. But we missed a yeah. week in between then. Um, but since then, like there's been some craziness. Changes. I think, what is this, the fifth, fourth or fifth new number one team? We've had Purdue, Duke, Gonzaga... Is that it? Is this the fourth? New I, this I believe. Fourth, I believe yeah. this is the fourth, and it's the Baylor Bears. Yeah. So you know, the more things world. you know, what's the saying? The more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly. Baylor, Baylor back at number one. Exactly. It's Defending national champs. Yep. I mean, and Alex, you really like this Baylor team, don't you? Yeah, I mean Baylor's good. Obviously, they lost Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell last year, but you guys slightly questioned if their um, role players last year could fill into those roles, the the big roles, the starting role, and they have. Quite well. Yeah, I was questioning it. Like I like I didn't know if like Matt Mayer could be like a starting but he's piece still, on like the best team in the nation, but he's kind of proven that he can. He can but he's the thing is his role really hasn't changed on the team. He's still like a eight point per game guy. He mm-hmm. hasn't jumped yeah. from the eight points per game to like fifteen or sixteen to be like a, a regular score for Baylor. Um and I think that's But he doesn't need to. Like that's the thing about be, Baylor. They have guys everywhere. And yeah. it's, I think it's credit to Scott Drew. I think the, the whole engine behind this team, we saw last year they had a lot of talent, a lot of NBA talent, but it's still Scott Drew's team, and, he, and he's the engine that kind of runs mm-hmm. everything. So. And obviously Purdue, with their loss to, oh, who did Purdue lose to again, guys? Uh, by the transfer property, they've lost to UMass, they've <laughs> lost to uh, Loyola MD, Loyola. No, 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 I don't think that was, well, maybe. But with Purdue losing to Rutgers, Purdue drops down to number three. I mean, do we all think that was rather deserved? Yes, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I mean that was. Uh, I mean it's the rack. Whatever we can say, what we want to say about the rack. But no, they deserve to drop at least a couple spots. So I think three is a fine spot for them. Yeah, I mean as much as I joke about Rutgers, when you lose to a team that has lost to the likes of like Loyola Maryland and JIT and, and UMass, like you deserve to drop. Yeah, uh, considerable. I amount. think Rutgers was what like three hundredth, and was it not be- in the net? net? It was net. In the net, they were two hundred something, like two high, two eighty, and then high. with the win, they went to like one sixty three. But we'll get we'll get into all that. But uh, Iowa State was a pretty big jumper. They jumped up six spots, the eleven spot. Yeah, we're liking our Cyclones this year, aren't we? I think I think they're for real this year. Um, they they have had some actually great wins. They had some. They actually scheduled some pretty good out of conference games. They scheduled Iowa, Memphis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of blew both of those teams out. They beat Creighton on the road as beat well. Beat Creighton on the road as who's well. Who's now so. ranked, I yeah. believe. Uh, they're getting votes. Yeah. So those Yeah, are they're right. not ranked. They're getting votes. But they're getting votes, yeah. Um, so all good wins for Iowa State. It's not like they're just playing crappy competition and kind of getting away with it. Um, they're an actual good team this year, which I literally could have never expected coming out of last season as a yeah. four-win team. So, Some other big risers. Um, Seton Hall moving up seven spots. 
Um, I feel like we've kind of been sleeping on Seton Hall a little bit. Seton Hall's I feel like we have, yeah. Um, Jared Roden's one of the most underrated players in college I agree. basketball. Um, Colorado State making it into the rankings. Finally. Finally, we tweeted something out. That we, uh, should have been there. This last Colorado game. State team is, like, very good. Like, oh, yeah. They're very good. They can hang with the best of them. Dropping now for the big fallers. Texas dropped down 10 spots to number 17. Ooh. Kentucky dropped down 11 to 21. And Arkansas dropped 12, 24. Arkansas really hasn't played anybody this year. No, they have not. They've played basically nobody. And in their big games, they really haven't, like the quote-unquote big games, they really uh, mm-hmm. they really haven't shown up. So Another one um, that's interesting is Villanova. I believe they're ranked ninth now, so still in the top ten, but they are a three-loss team. Yeah, and it's like especially interesting when they're right in front of two undefeated teams in USC and Iowa State. But I still do think Nova's a very good team. Nova scheduled a Gonzaga strength out of schedule conference or out of conference schedule. I mean, their Um, losses are to Baylor, Gonzaga, and UCLA. Like, how do you discredit Nova? No, no, not Gonzaga. Purdue. Purdue, and and they have a win against Tennessee too. So it's not like Mm -hmm. they're just getting swept by the good competition. And it's not like any of these games are like. I mean, the Baylor game, we'll get into it, but... That was a bag. But those other two <laughs> games were, like, close, tight games where it just kind of came down to the wire. Maybe that's, like, a sign of, like, this team can't close in the clutch times against against other top teams, but mm-hmm. it's still early. You never know. Jay Wright's a great coach, so... Wisconsin dropped out of the rankings. I was it, actually kind of surprised by I this. Well, I did think the, the reason votes. we dropped out... Yeah, we received the most votes, but I think the reason the Badgers dropped out was just by how much they, they lost, lost to 20, Ohio State. 20 or whatever it was. I so. think it was... I think it was probably more than 20. I, it was bad. It was like 23 or something to Ohio State. Full domination, which is the, the committee probably looked at it and said, well, maybe Texas Tech deserves a spot over. I don't know how they can say Arkansas, who's played literally nobody, then loses to... And still has a loss, yeah. Yeah, and loses to Oklahoma, who is yeah. pretty garbage as they are. So, I don't know. I mean, teach their own. It's kind of a toss-up. Wisconsin did receive the most votes, 156. <laughs> so, like, you can't... I mean, they're technically 26 they're right the in the range, yeah. So, mm-hmm. But... I don't know. It seems like a tough spot. For it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, the AP like rankings in the beginning of the season are really at the end don't really matter that much. Nope. What matters is how the bracket makers view you. Exactly. Um, should we get to the recap? Yeah. So we can start on, then we'll start on Wednesday, um, December 8th. We'll kick it off with a Big 12 Big East battle game, and that is West Virginia and UConn battling. So West Virginia, an unranked team this year. Um, but they're still they're still a great team. They brought back Taz Sherman and uh, Sean McNeil. Sean McNe- did they receive votes? Do we know? Uh, I think they did. Yeah, they're eight and one. Their one loss is to twenty four votes. They're right, kind of right in the middle of the pack. Probably like sitting around like sixth and uh, sixth or seventh. And this win place. definitely. Yeah, yes, was part Taz definitely Sherman's part. having an incredible year. He is. Battle yeah. of the old Big East, scrappy like always, a defensive battle. And West Virginia's defense was incredible. I think UConn's averaging like 92 points a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to hold them to 53 is very, very impressive. Yeah, they still got McNeil, too. That guy can Sean shoot McNeil, the lights out. He can shoot the lights out. And, and uh, West Virginia's defense, going back to kind of what Alex said, holding UConn to 14% from three. That will win you games. I mean, there's no way. UConn's a three-point shooting team. Um <clears throat> At their kind of base, just kind of a running gun scoring team. So holding them to 14% is, is quite impressive. And West Virginia shot, they couldn't make any free throws and they still won. Like yeah. 44%. Note on UConn, though, they were missing two starters. Adama Sonogo was out. And Who's so their best was, player, honestly? Oh, maybe RJ so Cole. was Tyrese Hunter. Uh, he was it, out as well. RJ Cole might be their Or Tyrese player. Martin. Tyrese Martin. He's also good. He's like a 6'7 guard. He's yeah, a, he's, he's kind of like a Cody well. Caleb Martin kind he's of guy. He's their Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Throwing it back to Nevada. But you still got a hand to West Virginia. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good win. win. That's a great win for them. And then also, 
Alex and I were at this game, the Indiana-Wisconsin game at the Kohl Center. It was one of the worst first halves of basketball I've ever watched. Wisconsin got outscored by like 20. They were, I mean, at one point it was 22 or 24. It was just an awful game. Just the spirits were absolutely terrible in the Kohl Center. But the second half was incredible. Johnny Davis kind of took over, um, as well as kind of Brad Davis and as well kind of chipping in. Um, he just makes big threes kind of as they're coming down the stretch. He does make a lot of his, big shots. People, he, people underestimate Brad Davis in that regard. He's a clutch player. You, you'll look at his stats and be like, holy cow, this guy was 3-12 from the field. He had an awful day. But he is a great clutch player, and they need a couple of those guys. They need more than just Brad and Johnny mm-hmm. to step up and do that. Um, if they're going to be a spooky team come, come tournament time. But this is an all... The bigger thing is this is an all-time collapse from Indiana. I mean, just look yeah. at the second half totals. <clears throat> Indiana scored 17 points and Wisconsin scored 39. And look at the first half, 42 <laughs> yeah. to like, what? 25. 25. Like, what an absolute turntable. Like, this game was absolutely electric. I was cheering for the Badgers, but I do have to say... This was maybe the worst coaching performance I've ever seen in my entire life from, what's his name, Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson. The former yep. Knicks coach. Yes. I mean, you guys blow, first off, a 24-point lead. And then when it's close and you need a bucket, TJD doesn't get a touch. How do you let that happen? TJD shot 10 shots in this game, and I believe probably 7 or 8 of them were in the first half. It's like, Honestly, it just, it makes like no sense. Like, if I you're Indiana it. and you, in like, Wisconsin is continually scoring points, and it's like, okay, how do we, like, just get out of this rut? Yep. You would think that the number one idea would be to feed TJD. <laughs> Let's go to our best player. Yes. And also, but no, Xavier Johnson Xavier tried to play Johnson. ISO ball, and this dude missed three free throws within the last minute, yep. minute and a half. This dude was so rattled. Maybe he the was, most rattled I've ever seen. But he also had the worst free throw I've ever seen. It was a one-handed shot put. Kind of like a tackle <laughs> fall, but he's like a six-foot-one guard. So, like, you're like, how are you not able to shoot free throws? Yeah. But he, he tried to take over the game. He took 16 shots yeah. to TJD's 10. I That's want just to unacceptable. I want to be a break. Yep, if I'm an Indiana fan, TJD needs 16 to 18 shots a night, not Xavier Jones. Especially when it's, like... It becomes a good game. Maybe if they were up by 20, you can pull yeah. them and it's fine. But, like, geez. And honestly, like, if, like, just switching gears here, it's insane what Johnny Davis does for this Badger team. This is the first NBA player the Badgers have had since I haven't since seen Frank. the Badgers have a player like this in maybe forever. Since Frank, probably. And it's like, this Badger team around Johnny Davis, like, sure, there are some guys that we like, but... The amount that Giant Davis has to put this team on his back is it's insane. Like incredible. I like there's an argument that he's one of the most just valuable players in, in all of college basketball to his yes. team. Yes, I would honestly agree because like they haven't had a guy like this where they can just say, Here's the ball, get a bucket. And he does it more often than not, I'd say. He he always finds a shot. He loves the mid range. He can always kind of create a shot off the mid range. And he's actually a decent attacker of the whole he had a couple layups. Even decent. Oh, He's he had, the best that's, part yeah, of his game. Yeah, that's, that's the best part I of his game. I think the mid-range is the best part of his game. But no. there were a couple of drives in this game where, like, you saw, like, this is a crazy comparison, but, like, I kind of saw, like, Dr. J and him. Where, like, he was going <laughs> up, under, and, like, flipping it up off the glass through, like, two defenders. It was just Well, insane. if you're going to do a comparison, Alex, who do you see in Giant Davis? You've, I know you've made this comparison. Wayne Wade. I love this comparison. I can see it. I, I can love see it. it. He's just more athletic than everyone else on the court, and he's it. not a great three-point shooter, although he has been shooting it better recently. But he can get three. the job done. But he's primarily a mid-range scorer. Yes. That's when he likes to shoot it. Also, shout out Chris Vogt. He was a dog this game. Yes, that's what they need. And they and they started using him more against Ohio State because Chris Vogt actually is kind of a big guy at like 260. 
Um, Stephen Curry. It always confused me why Wisconsin mm-hmm. wasn't using him earlier in the year. Like Chris Volt was very nice at Cincy last year. He was a solid contributor. Yeah, you know, ten he points dropped, per game. He dropped nine points a game. You know, yeah. gets you some boards, but I was great game. They weren't yeah. great game for Wisconsin. Incredible. Moving on to more Big Ten action. Uh, Michigan State taking care of Minnesota on on the road. Michigan State has been kind of on the come up as a reason. I think they're actually a team that's kind of spooky. They could have had to find their identity in the beginning of the year. They couldn't really find it. Um, I think they've kind of found their identity, and it's more of a distributive scoring um, rather than one guy kind of taking all the shots. They're, they're a well-rounded team, I'd say, but they don't have any star players. Yeah, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Gabe Brown has is, is taken a big jump from last year to this year. His offensive game has improved tremendously. Yeah. And Minnesota was undefeated coming into this game. They suffered their first loss at home. I don't really know much about this Minnesota team because they have a completely new starting lineup. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Seven to start to the season, very impressive. Yeah. From what I've seen of Michigan State, they seem like kind of like your average, you know, bottom-ranked team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like they're a team that once they really find their rhythm towards yeah. the end of the season could they be could. pretty good. I, yeah, I think they could definitely catch catch fire kind of towards the end and, and kind of find their identity and things could work out pretty good for them. Marquette squeaks by in the Big East Big 12 battle against Kansas State, 64-63. to 63. Alex, what are your thoughts on that game? I did not get the chance to watch this game. So. Good win, sloppy game, but that's classic Marquette. You yeah, know, Marquette's been playing really pretty sloppy. sloppy. Did yeah. you know Mike McGurl still plays for Kansas State? That is, <laughs> I mean, he, a was fact. On, he was on the Dwayne Barry Brown Cartier Diara team. <laughs> yeah. when they were the four seed. I feel like he's just been there forever. Yeah, he is a. He did trooper. hit a big three two down the stretch. Still getting his bucket six points for Mr. McGurl. <laughs> Arizona takes care of Wyoming. I want to mention this game. They beat him ninety four to sixty five. I want to mention this game because I think Wyoming in the first release was it net rankings. Something I think it they was were net. high in one of the metrics. I think it was net. net not they were literally they like high in net? they were eleventh in the net rankings. I don't, I mean, like I don't before think this game possible. started. You think it was it was a BPI? There's no way it was net, net because they have like, they net. have zero good wins. But I I'm I thought it was net. They were like regardless. Tall. I know what Wesley's talking about. There they was a metric that metric. Wyoming was high in, and Wesley was hyping up Wyoming. I was not. I was saying why are they up there? You were you were hyping up Wyoming quite a bit, buddy. If I recall. Well, then it was an absolute punt on that because it was the net, NCAA net. Wyoming was ranked 12th. That is bananas. That's actually crazy. And then they absolutely got slaughtered. I mean, I don't really care about Wyoming. This is more of a testament to Arizona. This Arizona team is very, very good. Their backcourt's very solid. Yes, I agree. This Arizona team. Benedict Mathurin and then um, Kerr Carissa kind of reminds me of, like, Brad Davison. Yeah. Pretty streaky shooter. Kind of a dog I'm going to give there. a sneak peek. I will likely be picking Arizona to go very far in my bracket. I really like They came out of no one. I mean, they were unranked preseason. No one really expected much. And here they are. And they're kind of like, they got up into the top 10 and they're holding their ground. Mm-hmm. They're not just winning. They're kicking. They're blowing people out of the water. Um, just absolutely killing people. So that's. Uh, that Arizona's was, legit. They're a legit team. I agree. Now that wraps up the games from Wednesday. Now moving into Thursday. Oh man, what a great day of college basketball! It was supposed to actually a good day of college basketball. More than one game was for good. one real reason. One real reason, but started off with the Big Twelve Big East battle again. Texas taking on Seton Hall, and Seton Hall getting a victory, sixty-four to sixty. This is kind of the game that boosted Seton Hall up in the sixteenth, I think. And it dropped Texas ten spots. Yeah, that was which crazy. I don't like. It should definitely drop them. I'm not saying it shouldn't, but the Seton Hall team isn't spots. bad. Exactly. Like, yeah. I don't know. Kind of a question mark. 
questionable, questionable. Seton Hall's just starting to get healthy too. I know Miles Kale was dinged up early in the mm-hmm. season, so he's back. He played 35 minutes this game. Um, but yeah, Jared Roden's the player to look out for on Seton Hall, and then Bryce Aiken off the bench is not afraid to let it fly. Yeah, this Texas team, they have such good guards in Courtney Ramey, um, Marcus Carr, and, and Andrew Jones, but I just don't know how they can't put it together. If you if you were buying stock in a team, I would buy stock in Texas as the 17th best team I in the country. I actually disagree. You don't think they're the only thing? I don't think they're that good. But right. there's no reason that, like, that this Texas team, with all the pieces they have, is not better than 17th in the country. Are you kidding? And with no Shaka Smart, so the, the Shaka They got Chris Beard now. Them. That's another upgrade. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just going to take Texas a little bit of time. I agree. I think, I think they can get their uh, feet underneath them. And, uh, I just don't think they hot. have any bigs that can compete. I mean, They've never Shaka, really had Shaka was noted for sitting as good bigs, and Christian Bishop played four minutes in this game. Yeah, if, I'm, if I'm here, yeah, if I'm if I'm Chris Beard, Christian yeah, Bishop is a Christian. good player. He is, and he was Chris Beard's got to experiment with this lineup a little bit. He's got to find what yeah, he believes to be the optimal lineup, and once he finds it, roll with it. I, I understand. Texas I think, I think has he's going to take him some time. We'll see on that. I understand Texas has a lot of good guards, but I, I like Devin Askew. I think he can be something. I think they just got to give him some more playing time. I I tend to agree with that. A fourth guard off the bench, maybe. Something like that. But they have way too many guards. Too much competition. They do have a lot of guards. Moving on, then. Game of the night. Rutgers in the rack. <clears throat> defeating the Purdue Boilermakers in an all-time classic game. Buzzer beater by Ron Baker. Ron Harper. Harper Jr. Ron Harper bucket maker. <laughs> you know... I'm going to start off my soliloquy here by asking you guys if you would like to apologize. No, I would not actually because Rutgers is still I lost. I would not too. because they're five and four. Yeah, but it was a phenomenal it win, and I can get behind this win. Matter. Alex, I can get it, behind this it, win. It's like you're like, oh, they're five and four. Really? They just beat the number one team in the country. Who you? Who win. you were saying last episode? Win. You're like, how do you guard Purdue? How do you beat Purdue? It was a great win. Great win. I'm all. I'm gonna, I will get behind Rutgers they're this win. And I feel like you guys need you need to give some apologies to Ron Harper Jr. He's having Con a nice and fat season. saying that he's. Dude, I never say he was fat. I Going into the season Wesley. in the preseason podcast, I said Rutgers is the team that I think is my sleeper team this year. And you said Ron Harper Jr. can't play good at all. And you're like you're like he's never gonna have as good of a game as he had last year. He's bad. He's washed. Well, really, because Ron Harper Jr. just dropped thirty points and hit the game winner against the number one team in the country. <laughs> He's he's had a he's had mind a you, nice stretch. Mind you, this game he's was nice Sands Joe Baker. He had a cold. He didn't even play. Oh, he had a cold. Sick. He is Ron Harper real, is sick. he's the best player on Rutgers. Yeah, I he's agree. Joe Baker can't drop thirty points like that and win a game like Ron Harper Jr. can. No. I don't would say Joe Baker's a little bit more consistent. Let's see. I don't like Rutgers either, but you should apologize to Ron Harper. Ron you should have, too, Alex. I didn't call him fat. I yes, you did. said on the last podcast that he was the best player on Rutgers. I I did not disagree with that. I just thought he was bad, and he's check having... Check the tapes. Check the tapes. You might need a tape check, but Ron Harper Jr., regardless, is having a great season, and that was an all-time performance from him. And the I think a gritty performance from a senior that uh, had a tough, tough season, post-week, maybe uh, like week four or five in. Um but that was a phenomenal game from him. And all like stepping through the defense and putting up a half quarter. It was an insane shot. You should see it. Because what's forgotten about this game is that Rutgers was down one point with about 30 seconds left. And Ron Harper Jr. hits a tough contested fadeaway with about 12 seconds left to give Rutgers the one-point lead. 
But then Purdue runs right down the court, feeds it to Travion down low, and scores maybe the easiest bucket ever. It was <laughs> so it was too. They, I mean, Rutgers had like headband Paul on him or something. It was just it was ridiculous. And then Ron Harper Jr. hit the game winner. So yes. his shot before that actually I feel like is very forgotten about. But yeah, it's like the Marcus Payne. Another bone I have to pick with you guys out of many. All I hear about this Rutgers team is that there's no depth. They don't have any other contributors besides you know the likes of Ron Harper Jr., Geo Baker, maybe headband Paul and Caleb McConnell. But Mawat Meg, this guy's a sophomore. I've never really heard of him before this year. He had 12 points that game, and honestly, he looked kind of nice out there. Alex, you can attest to that. Yeah, filling in for Gio. But yeah, Steve Pico said they're only going to go as far as their seniors carry them. I mean, the seniors stepped up big in this one. They got a great win. Um, I just think they need a little bit more going forward from their old players. Paul had zero in this game, but... It's Listen, when Paul win. has zero... He's still doing other things out there. He's just such a facilitator. He, okay, but he did have eight assists. He had eight assists. But it's like it's not like Rutgers completely shut down Zach Eady and Travion Williams. Travion guy had twenty one points and eleven rebounds, and Zach Eady had thirteen and six. It's not like it's like they were I just, agree. I'll give credit to Cliff. Like I mean, who else on Rutgers is really going to help guard him? Maybe Ron. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nobody. Like Ron can help a little bit, but it's really can. all up to Cliff. Yeah, so, and Jaden Ivey didn't even have a bad game, so like it was just a gritty win. I mean, Sa- Sasha had a had a rough day at three attempts from the field, but I mean, it's just a just a great win from Rutgers. Um, they shot fifty percent from three and fifty. And this is from the field. like I will admit that my sleeper pick of Rutgers going into the year was probably a bad pick. I said that they'd be ranked at, by this time, definitely. Yes, but. Like, this game is what I kind of expected Rutgers to be. Like, I expected this how their team to flow. We haven't really seen it at all this year. Yeah. But I'm still holding out hope that Geo when Geo Baker is back and healthy. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Skip Bayless. But I'm really hoping that when Geo Baker's back, you know, this team, they get their chemistry going. I'm not saying that they're going to be, you know, the number one, number two team in the country every week. But I feel like that they would be at least a tourney team, which right now, like, their resume, they're not a tourney team. Yeah, Five and four with three, like, probably quad three losses. A Purdue, probably. A, yeah, probably three, I'd say. A Purdue win probably wipes out one, maybe two of those crappy losses. Well, this Purdue win, if Rutgers can just turn the corner a little bit and get and play decent in Big Ten, maybe 500, maybe a game or two below 500, yeah. this Purdue win could help them get in the tournament. Yes. But they're going to need to start being way more consistent. Yes, they're going to need to string together probably four or five games in a row where they get where they win or, or um, against quality big exactly, ten teams. quality big ten teams. Most I mean most Big Ten teams are quality. So if they go five hundred or maybe like a game or two under five hundred, mm-hmm. they could maybe squeak in as a ten. But regardless, that this was just one Still of the coolest this was one of the coolest game winners. Yeah, no, exactly. It, I mean we were going nuts. It was it yeah. was it was super fun. And honestly just congrats to Rutgers fans. I don't think you know, in many Rutgers basketball fans' lifetimes, they've got to see something like this before. So a little bit of a court storm too for all the uh, rack attendees. Absolutely. So uh, it was good to see for uh, for the Rutgers <clears throat> fans who've had a, a tough season up to that point. Iowa State takes care of Iowa at home, seventy three to fifty three, and this game was crazy because normally you say like, "Well, Vegas never lies. Vegas knows everything." Blah blah blah. Iowa, in the beginning of the day, I think was like seven and a half point favorites. They closed um, with at game time, at start time, as five point favorites, which was Dude, just... I don't know if I believe that. I feel like that was a typo and it should have been Iowa State. Exactly. That, well, Alex thinks it was <laughs> well, a typo. Was this at Lames? Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Iowa it's State's so ranked. They're at home. And they're, they're underdogs by seven points at the beginning of the day. I truly think that Vegas was just underestimating the Cyclone team. Yeah, it could because be. Because Iowa, they kept it within, what, seven points of Purdue the game before? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. So this Iowa team, they're not a team of slouches. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, this Iowa, this Iowa team themselves are, are good. And uh, I don't know how Iowa State, though, but I still know how they were uh, underdogs. In that game. Isaiah Brockington dropped 29 points. What about, boards, what about Gabe K? How did Gabe K do? Gabe struggled 3 of 15 from the floor, 0 of 5 from 3. He is a hucker. <clears throat> but it doesn't yeah. matter. They held Iowa, another high-powered offense, to 53 points, and Keegan Murray to 4 of 17 from the floor. If Keegan Murray scores 9 points, you're going to beat Iowa. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Keegan Murray is, I think, probably the only... I think he's the second-leading scorer in, in college buckets right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but then kind of moving into Friday, no real no real games um, um, from Friday. We can kind of move... Yeah, move. Friday was, Friday was, was bad. Week, 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 slate. But Fridays are always kind I mean, of... I mean, DePaul beat Louisville, I guess. DePaul beat Louisville. DePaul's Stop nice. It. Didn't DePaul receive a vote? <laughs> no, they, they didn't receive a vote in the AP poll. They, but in the coaches' uh, poll, they received a vote. This has to be their own coach doing this because there is no chance DePaul <laughs> no, is receiving. No, dude, you're wrong. When what? In what DePaul's sense? DePaul's good. They had a dude drop 33-14. and 14. Against? If DePaul's good, Louisville, this one. on the road. This yeah. would really aid my whole Rutgers. Like, obviously, because I do believe Louisville's Rutgers not that good this year, but David Jones. that's still a good, good-ass win on the road. Yeah, it's a good win. And we'll move into Saturday then, um, kicking it off with... This was a great Saturday, by the way, of college yeah, basketball. it was a good Saturday. Filled. Auburn taking down Nebraska, 99-68. Nebraska... Let's talk about Auburn for a second here. Yes. Yeah, we didn't mention this at the start of the podcast. I want to quick mention that um, Bryce McGowan's of Nebraska is an NBA prospect. So Nebraska does have an NBA prospect on their team, although their team themselves... It's still, not that good. it's still Nebraska ball. It's still Nebraska ball. They do have a good player, but it's still Nebraska ball. But this Auburn team is high-powered. Alex, do you want to talk about the whole uh, Auburn situation with Bruce Pearl? Yeah, so Bruce Pearl got into another scandal. Uh, what's what, new? A, what a shocker. What's new? Nothing new. And then they got a, a postseason ban. How many for, years? How many four? Years? I think it was four years. years I believe mm-hmm. four. Yep. Initially, initially, it's funny because the initial report, and correct me if I'm wrong here, was just that Bruce Pearl gets suspended for like two games. And people were like, oh, wow, the NCAA That's just weak. not giving a shit about yeah. this sort of stuff. And then the whole postseason Boom. came out, and it was yeah. like, whoa. whoa that the lot. hammer just came down on Auburn. That's going to seriously affect Bruce Pearl's recruiting for years. Because, I, obviously, people maybe well, want to go no, to get attention. No, he's been in this situation before. He what? just continues to pay his players. That's why they keep coming. Well, exactly. I know. Correct. I kind of agree with Alex. Like, if Jabari Smith is still, you know, a high draft pick in the NBA draft, which he will are, be, which, which he will be, he will be. People correct. are gonna, the top fifteen. People are still going to keep going to Auburn. I mean, Bruce Pearl's a good coach, but all these scandals. I mean, you wonder why he gets all the talent he does. But opinions on the scandal aside, it stinks that we won't be able to see this Auburn. This team Auburn team is fun. This Auburn team is very fun. I agree. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of sick. They're kind of a high powered. Uh, Offensive-minded team. They normally are anyways, mm-hmm. the Bruce Pearl-led team. Um, they got a high draft pick, obviously, in Jamar Smith. So, mm-hmm. kind of sad that we will be able to see him. So, and Moving on to some uh, Big Ten play. So, we get a week of Big Ten play in between the college football, between the bowl games and the end of Big Ten regular season play. So, this is just something they've kind of tossed it. That's why they're doing it. It's yeah. actually really smart. I love it because mm-hmm. now then you move from football into a week and a half about a basketball. You get two or three Big Ten games. Um, then they then go back break, to out-of-conference for a little bit. Out-of-conference yeah. over, okay. over Christmas time that time. And then post-New Year's is when you pick up Big I don't Ten think again. they did that last year, did they? I don't think they had. Well, last year, years. actually, last year the season started later. The season started later. Okay, it started, yeah. like... Severely after Thanksgiving, I remember, like 
deep into December, I thought I felt no, like it. No, it was not was deep it? into December. It was fine. Then maybe but right it was, around, it was it was right around Thanksgiving is when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, moving on to Wisconsin, Ohio State. Um, on the road, Wisconsin loses by 18. And uh, Johnny, and he can't say that Johnny Davis didn't perform well. He's 11 to 22 with 20. He performed points. well and he let his teammates know that they did not perform. Yeah, did you hear his comments after the game? I did not know. He basically said, yeah, like. Nobody showed up today except, not except me, but the way he phrased it was like, I showed up. Yeah. These other people didn't. Yeah. It was... Kind of a foul comment. It was a little foul, especially because they just were coming off one of their best wins, but this is what dropped Wisconsin out of the rankings, losing by 18 to Ohio State. Yep. EJ Liddell was a force. No answer for EJ. No answer. answer. Well, when you put in Tyler Wall, who is supposedly a defensive specialist... On EJ Liddell, and he can't stop him. And Tyler Wall's got like two or three inches on him. I think Tyler Wall's six mm-hmm. nine. EJ Liddell's maybe six seven. Um, that's uh, that's pretty sad. If if he can't stop him, no one is because Badgers don't have anybody that's fast enough to guard. Yeah, this was kind of just an ugly game for the Badgers. It was ugly. They couldn't get anything going. Shot twenty three percent from three. Good luck doing that because the Badgers huck a lot of threes. So if uh, Chris Volt though, he did get seventeen minutes. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. As he should. The only thing about his game is he can't really stretch the floor. Doesn't really yeah. have a jump shot where he can hit a pick and pop. So, kind of a kind of a downside of his game. But obviously, he's a way bigger dude, and and they kind of need a, a player like that. So, it's good to have. Um, Creighton takes down the fraudulent BYU Cougars. Is it? Is it the BYU Cougars? Yep, it is. And they did lose by twelve, eighty three, seventy one. Um, Creighton, I think, was four they involved? Maybe the fifth or sixth or something like that. I think that. they are ranked. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no, they received a couple. They only received a couple votes. That's what it was. They received Who's the biggest team? Oh, maybe it was Xavier that guy ranked. Yeah, it was yep. Xavier. Xavier. They're ranked 22nd. Yes. Um, Alex, you were really, really, really sleeping on this Creighton team. Earlier. He was really oh, hating on them, actually. Yeah, he was, he was saying that they were, like, terrible. He were, they were outright terrible. Outright awful. I don't honest. really like this team. Um, I mean, we'll get into a game. That happened more recently where they lost, but I just I don't really. It like was a great performance. A team, really actually, a team that I actually kind of don't really like is BYU. Aside from Alex Barcello, I don't think BYU has enough pieces. No, I mean Barcello had twenty eight this game, and they got and practically got nothing from yeah anyone else. So BYU is going to need a little more. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have enough to make. I don't think they're even going to win a game come uh, March. So. Who knows? See if they make it. We'll see if they can even make it. Alex will be picking them to go far. Final four run again? Absolutely. <laughs> Not this year. Um, moving on, then we got Oklahoma destroys Arkansas. This is what caused Arkansas to drop from 12 to 24. Um, Oklahoma wins this game 88 66. And I think Porter Moser is the coach of Oklahoma. and He is indeed. He's getting the boys going. As we mentioned earlier, Arkansas had played literally nobody up And this is point. the first good team they played. If you Maybe if you want to consider Cincy a mediocre team at best. At best. This is the first competent team they've played, and they lose by 22. Connor Van Overhead, a goose egg. Tough season. Whoa, he played four minutes, He did play four minutes. Like, what he started? They what? always start him, and he plays like maybe... 11 they just start him for the yeah. for the jump ball. The jump ball. <laughs> well, that's actually a great move though. But uh, he's not a good player. Yeah, he's he's a little. Yeah, kind of what do we think? Of, what do we think about this Oklahoma team though? I don't know. They brought in uh, Jordan Goldwire from Duke. Um, All their starters at double Elijah digits. Harkless. Yeah, they still have uh, Sylvia Moser Gibson. Yep. I don't know. I think they're all right. They're an experienced team. Yeah. 
Jordan we'll see, Goldwire. We'll see, we'll see what uh, Porter Moser can do there. Where did Jordan Goldwire come from? Duke, right? Yeah, Duke. That's what I thought. Is he a is he a senior? I feel like sure. he has to be because I feel like he. I felt I saw him at Duke for two or three years. So he is. A, yeah, he is a senior. He's a senior, All right? I think they got they got some decent talent and also uh, leadership in the senior class. So mm-hmm. they could do something. Michigan State beats Penn State, um, 80-64. Penn State's kind of. I think Penn State might be the laughing stock of the Big Ten this year. Yeah, they probably will be. Probably more more so than Nebraska or Northwestern. I, I actually say. really feel bad for Penn State basketball because the one year that they were actually good in a top ten with team Lamar. with uh, Lamar Stevens was the was when that bracket got canceled, which is just kind of funny. Yeah, of course that's kind of how it works out for uh, for Penn State fans. Poor Penn State. Poor Penn State. Um, UConn takes down the Bonnies, who are now unranked. Um, good seventy four sixty four. Good. The Bonnies do not deserve to be ranked. I'm sorry. Yes, they don't. They're an eight and two team. They really don't have any wins to hang their hat on, and they have no depth. As Alex has harped on many times on this podcast, yeah, the bodies were missing Kyle Lofton, their best player, but UConn was still missing their two starters that I mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. almost no, yep. Why were they missing those two starters? Just injury or what? injury or I know I actually think COVID? I think an illness. I don't think COVID, but I think just an illness like the flu. That's what's happened to the Badgers the past couple of That's what games. happened to Geo Baker. Yeah, I, we did forget to mention the Badger game. I think they believe they had two or three of their bench guards out, obviously. Bench guards plus Wisconsin. Yeah, like like what? Both out. Hit the yeah. bottom. No, not the <laughs> bottom. Curry and bottom. The GOAT. But there's been a lot of uh, non-COVID illnesses kind of striking teams and, and taking out some, some big players. Do you think because of COVID they don't let players play when they have like the flu anymore? Are we just yes, never? Are we never going to see any more flu know. games? I don't. I think it's going around everywhere right now. I mean, yeah, the NFL weird. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're just getting in this, these teams' locker rooms and they're actually just getting super sick. And then we have an unranked Illinois team, which I believe kind of deserves to be ranked, honestly. And a eleventh ranked Arizona team. Arizona wins this game, eighty-three to seventy-nine. Another great win for Arizona. They're it just stringing this, together good This wins. Illinois team, what were they ranked in the AP poll? Or were they not ranked? They're not, they're not ranked. They're not ranked. I don't care if they're not ranked Pre-season now. Time. This is a top 25 team in the country, I agree. this Illinois team. Illinois they're team just starting to get their feet under them. Yep. They still don't have Crabello right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they're still, they're, they played Arizona, who I believe, to be Alfonso top Plummer, 17. Alfonso Plummer is what everybody expected Andre Crabello to be like. Uh, they play different games. Yeah, I was going to say, Alfonso Plummer is more of a three-point shooter. to compare them. I, I guess maybe not as much as a facilitator, but as an offensive weapon overall. I think this is kind of what they expect. Who was that play. freshman last year that hit a bunch of threes in his first game and then was terrible after that for Illinois? Oh, God. Because that Plummer is what we thought he was going to be after his first game last year. What is year. dude's name? All I remember Alfonso is Alfonso Plummer having a great season. sold in the Rutgers game last year. Awesome. They had a 3v2 fast break, and he pulled up for a three. <laughs> but Alfonso Plummer's very good. He's I mean, having a great Six season. of 14 for three. Yeah, exactly. He's averaging 17 points per game, um, shooting 43% from three while still shooting eight threes a game. And Trent Frazier had an incredible game, too. I mean, 27 yeah. points. They've kind of needed Trent Frazier to step off offensively, especially with Andre Carbell. Okay, the, the guy's name was Adam something. Adam Miller. Adam Miller. Adam Miller. Yeah. He was... He was bummed. No, he was, but he Alfonso Plummer, like, he's literally Trent Frazier 2.0. He kind of He's like is. a 6'1", 6'2", lefty, mm-hmm. three-point yeah. shooter. They're literally the same player. They kind of... When you pair those two up with Kofi and then you get Curbella back healthy, this I believe this to be a top 15 team. Yeah, and they have some good. nice pieces off the bench. Uh, Grandison, he started 
in the beginning of the season. They've yeah. been mm-hmm. starting to bring him off the bench. I mean, he still played 31 from minutes. Florida, a Florida transfer, mm-hmm. big man. Um, I really like this Illinois team, actually. Demonte Williams, who had, was just a one-hit wonder, I guess, last year. He, mm-hmm. I don't think he has been... Last year, he shot, no, what, 52% from three, and this year, he's kind of just like... A, yeah, Demonte Williams. Just running around getting some exercise, it feels yeah. like. He's just not really hitting that many shots. Um, I don't really know what happened, no, honestly. But this is, this is the game that sold me on Arizona. Me too. Because yep. the crowd was electric in this game, back mm-hmm. and forth the whole way, yep. and Arizona was able to. And even when Illinois play. would get leads, Arizona would come fighting right back. So. Yep. They're, they're a fun team to watch, too. I love watching yeah. Arizona play. Notre Dame takes care of Kentucky. I I just love seeing Kentucky lose to bad teams like Notre Dame. <laughs> I do, too, actually. Like, <laughs> just it makes me kind of, very like, happy. It warms my heart a little bit. Notre Dame was a 3-4 team coming into this How game. Let everybody know this. They have the worst coach in college basketball, Notre Dame does. What's that guy's name again? Mike Bray. Oh, yeah, Mike Bray. Yeah. Um, literally the worst coach in college. What's weird is last year for Notre Dame, literally their only good player was Prentice Hub. And this <laughs> he's still year, there. This year he stinks. He comes off the bench <laughs> he and he dropped two points. Like, what is this? Last year Prentice Hub was averaging like 25 a game. Well, no, they still, have, they still have Cormac Ryan. That was the guy that Luke loved. I don't care. What happened to Prentice Hub? And then they brought in Paul. Paul Atkinson Paul from Yale. From Yale. Way Paul better Atkinson than Hub. is their best player by far. Prentice Hub is such a funny name. It kind of makes me laugh every time I think But, like, what happened, to this, what happened to Prentice Hub's game? Like, did his confidence just get shot down? I have no idea. I have no clue. But this, this Notre Dame team is... Shit, they're terrible. That's just the They're horrible. Line. Terrible team, and they beat a Kentucky team with Oscar Deshiwe scoring 25 points. I mean, Oscar's <laughs> always going to get him. His He's so dominant. Like, yeah. It's just everyone else kind of stunk. And I kind like, of like to see that. I love also, Jacob Kentucky Toppin fun. is maybe yeah. one of the worst basketball players I've ever seen. <laughs> I think the only reason he's on Kentucky is because he's Obi's brother. If his last name was Smith, he might not be on the team. I 100% agree. Possibly. That could happen. LSU is now ranked. Um, who, who was it, Luke, that liked LSU, or Alex was it you? No, Luke loves LSU. They beat Georgia Tech 69-53. They, are they still undefeated? Yeah, I they're not they out. They were down four at half in this one. Came back one by 16. So solid performance for LSU. Will Wade is still their coach, I believe? I think. Is that is that correct? Yes. I believe he is. And... Uh, this LSU team, I don't know. I don't know if they're spooky yet because I really haven't seen them play any competition, if I'm being honest. so They have a pretty good big that comes off the bench. I know I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I think it's Eason, but he averages like 15 a game off the bench. Kind of see how they, uh, how they kind of form together coming down the stretch. More Big Ten play. Minnesota beats Michigan on the road in um, Ann Arbor, 75-65. to This Michigan team has had a fall from grace. I'm Holy fully cow. off Michigan. Fully well, off. Well, clearly, yeah. Yes, that is clear. But they, are, they were a four, fourth-ranked team coming into the season, and they are now a 6-4 and four team losing to Minnesota at home. What what happened? That I don't even like. I don't even know where to be. Alex, me and you were watching this game, and we kind of had the same opinion on Hunter Dickinson, didn't we? He's kind of overrated. <laughs> really? I think so. I think he's overrated. I I okay. Overrated is almost the wrong word, but I feel like he was really really good as a freshman, and we're like, wow, Hunter Dickinson's doing this as a freshman. Imagine what he's gonna do. We as thought a he was gonna get better, junior. and like I haven't seen it. In fact, if, yeah. if anything, he's like, probably he's got still regrets. the best player they have. He's clearly, played. clearly. But he hasn't. He hasn't lived up to his freshman game or gotten better. 
and progressed maybe is yeah. what you guys were kind of looking at it is which is a respectful thing I mean I guess they're I guess they're a football school now but basketball is out the window even though they still have basketball one of, appears to have taken a back seat although they still have one of the the better coaches in college basketball yeah, Juwan Howard like they Juwan Howard they still have Eli Brooks Hunter Dickinson yeah, Brandon guys? Johns Jr. coming off the bench he is awful <laughs> he's he stinks he's he does stink what are your guys thoughts on Minnesota though I Nine think that's and one. A, I don't know. It's crazy with all the guys they've lost. I mean, they I mean, Michi- have no Michigan's not that. Michigan's not what they they were expected to be. But this was a road game for Minnesota, and still, it's a Big Ten team that was still. Mm-hmm. You cannot. You, I mean, this we're going to say this every single time a, a mediocre team beats Michigan, but they were still number four in the country coming into the season. They were thought of highly. Um, I think it I all comes down to Minnesota's guard play. If Peyton Willis and EJ Stevens Stevens can control the pace of the game, I think this Minnesota team could be spooky. 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 Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and moving on later in the night, we have UCLA taking on Marquette at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. UCLA picks up the win 67-56. They were only seven-point favorites in this game. Marquette kind of kept it tight. Um Maybe looks in like my opinion, this game looks look a little. I was just about to say it looks a little bit closer than it actually was. No, oh, just look at Tyler Kolek's stat line. I mean, it would have been a close game if Kolek didn't. Tyler Kolek was selling. I've as a resident, been, I've of, never been more mad at a player. As a roommate of Alex, I was able to hear Tyler Kolek's <laughs> wrongdoings through multiple walls. They were there was a lot of yelling. Yeah, that, that, that was a loud game for that. Yeah, it was a Tyler Kolek sold, and Daryl Morsell is just kind of like. Yeah, Daryl Morsell really. He, he almost peaked at the start of the year. Like he has yeah. not matched those performances quite yet. I mean, still got a lot of season left to play, but he was never an offensive player like he was in those first five games, though. Which was, was kind you're of saying like, in his uh, tenure at Maryland. Yeah, that's yeah, true. exactly. He was always like an eight nine point per game defensive hound kind of guy. Yeah, but I was never expecting that was those twenty point per game kind of things. So it was kind of a surprise. I mean, it was to be expected. It was, I guess, to be expected. Joplin really only got one minute. Yeah, I really think David Joplin needs more tick. He's a good shooter. I really like Justin Lewis. He's easily Marquette's best player, but Jaime Jaquez just absolutely destroyed him. Just destroyed him. Good win for UCLA, I guess. Um, On the road still against a a Power 5 team. It's a medium win. I wouldn't call it a good win. Medium. Mediocre win. Mm -hmm. But a great, the best game of the night, or the day, honestly, was Alabama- and Houston kind of coming down to the yes, wire. This, this was game. an electric game. Electric game. Alabama wins 83-82 um, on just an incredible ending. Well, the ending was crazy because was crazy. Houston, how did it go? I think it was. I know that there was a goaltending call. Yes. Marcus Sasser, I know, made a three. Hugh, like, oh, Houston had like a little putback attempt or like a yeah. layup. Yes. What happened was Houston hucked up a shot with about four seconds left. Yes. And then basically they had one tip that missed, and then they had another tip, and J.D. Davison jumped up and blocked jumped up and blocked it. And there was a lot of controversy, especially on the Houston side, of As whether or not it was, was goaltending. Which honestly, I didn't. I didn't replay, think it was. I don't think it was. A it did look like it. it but didn't. the way Houston players and coach, especially Kelvin Sampson, were acting about this, you would have thought it was the most blatant goaltend of all time. Yeah, Kelvin Sampson refusing to shake Nate Oates' hand. And then the assistant coaches and the players, like, throwing trash cans and stuff. It was kind of a bad scene. Shout out uh, Jamal Sheed, though, for picking up the trash. <laughs> yeah, do you see yeah, that? Yeah, I did see that. I did. That was it's like, it, it shouldn't, a player shouldn't have to, like, do the classy things 
instead of coaches. Like, if coaches are throwing trash cans and dumping out trash everywhere, the players shouldn't have to pick it up. That should be the coach. It's a terrible example. Yeah, and especially um, for your program, too, and trying to get people. And I would kind of understand it if it was a blatantly bad call. But But at that point, they had never even seen the replay or anything like that. Do we think this should be a reviewable play? I, I do. Goal like there, There's no reason. Well, at the end of a game, it should be revealed. What's the sure. definitive answer like on goaltending, though? Like, can you, like, look, is there camera <laughs> angles that let you see that it's in the cylinder if it's touching? Well, I mean, if it's yeah. blatant, yeah. It's blatant, I feel like yeah. you definitely would yeah. see it. But this one wasn't blatant enough where I feel like it would have even changed it if there was a replay. I'm watching it right now on the computer. That's not blatant. I think that's completely outside the cylinder. I mean, and it's like, at that point, like, you can get the replay, you can use it, but it's still a judgment call. Yeah, and that's why I thought their actions were... You know, so despicable. Like it would be one thing if it was a completely blatant call, but it wasn't. Yeah, and they kind of they kind of acted like it was the end of the world and everything was going to explode. But so, regardless, this was a great game. It's still what a great are, game. What are your guys' thoughts on these two teams? I like both these. Teams, I like actually. both teams. Yes. I love. Whoa, I don't Houston. love Houston. I'm not. You know, I, I love Houston. I Tyler can't Edwards like Houston. And Marcus Sasser are a dynamic. Player. I'm contractually obliged to dislike Houston. But you might have to start from strictly an unbiased standpoint. They're a very good basketball team. I'll just say that. That's yes. my statement. Yes, they have a lot of they have a lot of guys um, that can get buckets. Three point shooting team. They have a lot team. of guys that can get boards. That's mm-hmm. what that's what they are. Yeah. They've always been. That's what everybody always. It's a common misconception. Everybody thinks Houston's kind of like a running gun, whatever. They're an offensive rebounding team, and they have been that for five five plus years. I remember from their game with Rutgers. That, that was, was the most frustrating. The offensive rebounding nightmare. But that's that's kind of always what they've been. They've they're always in the top five offensive rebounding efficiency and numbers. So mm-hmm. kind of uh, they're kind of huck shots and and kind of get up and get on the boards, get on the glass. Moving into Sunday, then we'll start with a kind of a scary game for Purdue beating NC State in overtime, eighty-two to seventy-two. Yeah, they won by ten points, but it went to overtime. Yeah, so good overtime performance from Purdue. But my God, I'm very glad Purdue won. This would made this would have made Rutgers win look Mickey Mouse if NC State would have won. So uh, it was a good win for Purdue to hold their uh, hold their one loss to only be Rutgers. Good for Rutgers fans out there. Yep. But uh, kind of scary game for Purdue. Following up, following up from a a Rutgers loss with an overtime against NC State. Not ideal. Not a good string of wins or a good string of games. Um, game of the day, or supposed game of the day, of what it was supposed to be. Baylor taking on Nova in the Big 12 Big East battle. Um, Baylor hands them a huge loss by 21 points. 57 yeah, no, 36. Not only by 21 points, Nova scored 36, 36 points. points. Yes. 15 in the first half. Not 21. Not much better in the second. It was yeah. a raw. Baylor, I didn't really get a chance to catch much of this guess. game. What was. Up with Nova was Baylor just playing the best defense of all time. Twenty two percent from the field. Baylor is twelve made field goals uh, for the Wildcats. Twelve field goals. That's incredible. Baylor's that good. It's not like Baylor was even shooting that well. <laughs> well, they don't need to. Exactly. That's just that's why crazy. This is so good. This I slept team. on them at the start. I totally did as well. It. Hand up. Hand up. I also slept on it. I mean, there was. I didn't really think that they'd have the mm-hmm. the talent, honestly. To do what they're doing, but credit, credit to Scott Drew. Maryland and the uh, Mark Turgeonless Terrapins take care of Florida, seventy to sixty-eight. What Florida do you know? Mark Turgeon goes and uh, Florida, Maryland wins. Maryland gets better. 
Curtis Wahab Almost is, like someone said that before. Curtis Wahab is the center of this team, but Eric Ayala. Fats Russell actually had a nice game. 7 of 13 from the field, 19 points. Hey, that's, boy Fats. that's a new one. Let's go, Fats. Having a, having a good game for the three first for three time. Three. Exactly. Efficient game for the first time in a long time, we'll say. Since his freshman year. He was really good his freshman year. People mm-hmm. forget. That is true. That is true. Seton Hall takes care of Rutgers. Um, 77-63. Kind of a back to... Uh, you know, it'll, it'll, happen. It'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. The Seahawks is good. Rutgers kind of used up all their energy. Back to back great games for Rutgers. Yeah. Crazy stuff. They get. They get. Uh, they're not going to win both. And games. this is actually an in-state rivalry, by the way. Seton Hall Rutgers. Yep. Seton Hall is the best team in New Jersey. Well, we'll see when they beat the number one team in the country. I don't think they have the opportunity. So, well, that's too bad. This <laughs> thing's can't control. <laughs> nothing. Nothing you can do about it if you can't beat them. Moving into Monday, then we don't really have any games to recap from Monday. A lot of, uh, a lot of crap. Yeah, games. Monday was light. Horrendous, horrendous day of, uh, day of games. Moving to Tuesday then. Also really not too much there. A lot of, a lot of power five teams. Wait, were there zero games on Tuesday? No, there were games on Tuesday. There was actually one game. I apologize to all college basketball fans out there. Memphis, unranked, at home on the blue court, taking care of Alabama, 92-78. Big win for the Memphis Tigers, not the Penny Hardaway-led Memphis Tigers. Bama played like shit. They did play like crap. But still, Memphis kind of showed their potential, I'd say. I think they've been hindered by Penny Hardaway and his inability to coach basketball at the collegiate level. Imani Bates won one of six from the field. He has really not been very efficient this year. He 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 needs to have better shot selection. Yeah, he's kind of been 14 shots. I'd say DeAndre Williams had a nice game, um, 20 points. Six assists. Landers Nolly. Landers Nolly's kind of been at Memphis for a while. At least. Yeah. No, this years. is his second year. Oh, it only is, really. I thought it was his third, third year or something. But Landers Nolly's a nice player for Memphis as well. Memphis has all the talent to be a top 10 I know. Team. Like, they should be pulling off wins like this all the time. Exactly. But prior to this, they hadn't really done anything of note, basically. I yep. guess they beat Virginia Tech. That's about it. Yep. Our Tech's not good, though. Well, I'm saying that was the only thing of note that they had done, Alex. Fair, maybe. <laughs> um, and then also finishing it up on Tuesday. Errors. Wait, was this when was this from? This was yesterday. This happened yesterday. Yeah. You want to shout it out because I I can't even. Arizona it. State goes on the road and beats Creighton fifty eight fifty seven. See Creighton frauds. Okay. Don't no buy in frauds. Way to push your agenda there, pal. Agenda is being pushed by Alex. <laughs> Arizona State does stink, so... Yeah, it's kind of a valid it's agenda. A, it's oh, it's a valid, valid agenda push. Um, and that kind of gets to the Wednesday, which is today. Not too much happening. We got a game going on right now. What's we, happening with the Badgers? We're, Badgers are winning right now against Nichols. Nichols. That's a Southland team. The Southland reeks. <laughs> Texas A&M creamed corn is leading the division. <laughs> Corpus Christi of A&M. <laughs> this is the last year that SFA is in the Southland, so after this, it's going to be the worst conference in all time. It already is right now, pretty much. It's really bad. It's close. It's close. But Wisconsin's uh, up five on Nichols. Yikes. Really? Nichols. <laughs> Nichols, that's all we got to say about that one. I mean, that is, that's just kind of this. You see Irvine's up on USC right now by 10? I did see that. It's only oh, the first half. The Anteaters. The Anteaters. Yeah. Going, they're probably going to go into halftime with a nice lead. Yeah, see what they can do with that. Um, but I, yeah, that's pretty much the only really relevant games. We're kind of getting into that spot right now where it's post that little the little time of uh, 
some conference games, obviously, for the Big Ten, then a lot of the Big Ten or Big 12, Big East Challenge is kind of wrapped mm-hmm. up. Um, not as many good teams. Teams are getting their easy wins in right now. Right bit. now is the easy wins. It's like kind of the same thing in college football in the beginning of the season when you just kind of front load those two or three weeks of just mm-hmm. really bad D1 teams. So <laughs> that's kind of what we're in right now. A lot, of, a lot of ranked teams playing a lot of teams that are in the bottom of their crappy conferences. So Speaking of crappy games, is there any good games tomorrow? I don't believe so. No, there's only one top 25 team playing, and that's Duke against Appalachian State. <laughs> but on Friday, on Friday, there's a good game. Vatek, oh, I was going to say, Vatek taking on the Bonnies. That could be a possible That actually could be an interesting game. I feel like if Virginia Tech can shoot the ball like pretty yeah. well in that game. I think that can be. I got, I, I got the Hokies. Roll Hokies. And then Creighton and Nova is another is another solid game. I don't know why there's a Big East game. Um, I don't know why the Big Ten has stopped their Big Ten play, but the Big East is now starting it. I don't know how that makes any sense, but that's what's happening. No football. No football in the Big East. Yep. You are correct in that statement. <laughs> there are There is no okay. Big East football. Yeah, but Nova currently right now, they're 10th in the conference. Um, they will absolutely destroy Creighton. Yeah, that's funny that Nova's like pretty much what second last in, yeah, in the Big East. They're, the they're right worse in the right? Big East than they are in the AP in the Big East, which is funny. That is just craziness. But Saturday's a big slate, though. Should we talk about Saturday for a yeah, little? Yeah, we can kind of talk about Saturday a little bit. Butler and uh, Purdue in the Crossroads Classic. Okay. Oh, the Crossroads Classic! It's back. The battle of uh, what what stadium do they play again? Yeah, they, they play. They, they Come play on, there. man. Well, no, what stadium? What stadium? Do they play in the. What did they? I thought they played in like maybe. Well, they either play at Hinkle Fieldhouse or I don't know producer Mackey Mackey Arena. Arena. What about Indiana's? Indiana's Indiana's not playing. It's Butler Purdue. Okay. Assembly Hall. Yeah. Assembly Hall is a cool stadium as well. Tough place to play. It is a tough place to play. (laughs) Memphis could get another big win against Tennessee on Saturday. If they string together two straight top twenty wins. It might be time they to start taking them seriously. Well, well, no, it's not. No, it would not be because they, they beat Tennessee. If they beat Tennessee, don't think so. I guess, yeah. They've actually they've scheduled a lot of Memphis good has games. had a tough schedule, but they've also had a bad loss or two in there. They also have. I agree. I agree with that. Um, Gonzaga and Texas Tech. That'll be a fun one. Texas Tech is in is twenty fifth, and they have one loss to Gonzaga in fifth place with. Two losses. This is could be a good. Yeah, game. I don't. I don't really feel like I know much about this Texas Tech team. I don't really like either. Their one loss is to a pretty good Providence team as well. Pretty good Providence. They did the Providence Friars did beat the Dodgers. Providence is ten and one. Don't look now. Wait, what? Did Providence receive any votes? Who's their loss to? Their one loss is to Northwestern on the road. Okay, that's not an idea. The Friars, the oh, Friars no, Virginia, did, Virginia. The Friars okay. did Virginia. beat the Badgers without Johnny Davis. I know, so that doesn't There's, really count. That's a huge asterisk. Providence is good, though. I mean, you, they still went on the road and beat Wisconsin. That's exactly. And this Texas Tech team is, is still very good with Marco Santos Silva, Terry like Shannon, Kevin McCullough. Tortilla Nation. I'm just doing it. I'm picking Tortilla Nation. Kevin O'Banner's on this team. Yeah. Wait, is it a neutral site or is it in... Oh, it's a neutral site. Damn. Never mind. Give me Zags. Zags love their neutral sites. They do. They love their neutral sites. Um, and yeah, Alex, you see any other games on Saturday? UCLA, North Carolina? That'll be a great game. That's, CBS Sports Classic. That's a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think it's a neutral site, um, which is unfortunate. It is. Because Chapel Hill would have been rumbling for that game. Yeah. I like UCLA, but this is going to be a close game. I like Very UCLA, too. Game. I can see it going either way. I would love to see North Carolina pull this one off. I, I actually think... Hall. 
Look at this Steve next Hall, game. Iona. Yeah, that's another good game. Iona's kind of good. They are kind of good. It's a game to look at. Alabama. I would think that North Carolina could maybe, going back to that game, I think that um, they're going to be a ranked team sooner rather than later. They're actually a good team. Caleb yeah. loves putting them together this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Xavier Marquette. On the Marquette. Marquette on the road against Xavier? You're, getting, you're Marquette. taking Marquette in this game. Mm-hmm. You like Marquette in this game. I do. I do, indeed. Golden um, Eagles, I feel like, are due for a win. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's a good point. They've kind of been down. A quality win, that is. Yeah, they, they do need a quality win, other since that, uh, ever since the Illinois game, they've really gotten one. I mean, we beat West Virginia on a neutral side. That's probably quad, a quad two win. Quad two win. It's a good win. Respectful yeah, win. It's a good win. UConn taking on Providence, the ten and one Friars. Let's see if they can uh, they, they can prove themselves as an actual. UConn's yeah, at actual. home. Give me UConn. Yeah, I agree. I would. I'm taking UConn all day. But I want to watch that game though. I don't really see what Providence has got. Rutgers taking on Ryder. We'll see <laughs> if uh, okay. If Rutgers loses to Ryder, like you guys can tell me any anything that I have to say on I'm the a podcast. Anything. I'm, yeah, a I'm a writer. I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm a writer for the Riders this weekend. <laughs> Kentucky taking on Ohio State and CBS Sports Classic. That'll be a great game. Give me Ohio State. Give me OSU me as well. Kentucky. Absolutely not. Nope. I hate Kentucky. I think Kentucky matches up okay with Ohio State. I don't know about that. That seems kind of... Why Why do you say that? What's your reasoning on that? Um, because Sheboy's going to dominate. He can hang with EJ. He can hang with... I think I think, I think. think he's going to be on Zedrick Key. <laughs> Okay, well, he's going to absolutely dominate Zed Key. <laughs> Zed Key's a big boy. I don't Zed know about that. Zed Key's he's pretty big. big. He... I also have to he's say... He's thick, but she weighs way thicker. I don't know about that. She might be bigger, but Cedric is thick. <laughs> he's a thick guy, and he cannot jump. There was some Ellie Oops in Wisconsin-Ohio State game where they put him like barely above the rim, and it looked like he was struggling at 6'8 to get up and get the ball. It was funny. Cedric Key. Cedric Key. He's that dude. Um, other than that, I really don't see any other games. We would think that Baylor-Oregon would have probably been a good game. Maybe a couple weeks ago when yeah. Oregon was like number fifteen in the country, but uh, sadly they're five and five. Yep. Shitter of the Pac twelve for Oregon, really. Um. Yeah, that pretty much wraps up the games from Saturday. Yeah. Any other games you guys want to point out? Or no, we wrap things up. Really, no. All right. Yeah. Once again, we do apologize for how long it's been. We likely won't go two weeks without a podcast ever again. Hopefully, finals will be done soon. We'll be back here a little bit more consistent for you guys. But uh, until next time, this is Made in March.